So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 50, oh wait, 95, not 59, 95. <laughs> oh god, what time, where am I, what time is it? Time skipped forward and we skipped backwards, that's what happened. This is March 12th, 2017, I'm Nathan Reed and Spruce, joining me this week we have Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corcoran. I do not approve of this time change, I want my hour back. Yeah, no one, no one ever does, and we have Andrew nope. Aurora McFain. Yeah, I was also going to reference that it it became two o'clock last night, and then it was three o'clock. Yeah, I I I don't like that that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we just it, it's an outdated thing, and we just need to get rid of it now. Yeah, I think we should just do the fall one where you gain an hour back, and you just do that in perpetuity. And you know, I mean, yeah, the the day will loop a few times, but it'll loop <laughs> come back around eventually. Yeah, it'll it'll loop back around, and we'll be fine. Totally. <laughs> So, what games have you been playing this week, Andrew Roller McFain? Um, I've been watching my wife play a lot of uh, Project Diva. Uh, I've been streaming more lately, but it's actually been her streaming. So that's with no funny. commentary. With no commentary, yeah. I, I Some there's no like that. There's no point in my mind. Like, if you're playing a game like that, it's a music game. So, like talking over, it's just going to be stupid. You're going to play worse. And it, it it just I don't know it interrupts the flow of everything. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I, I can understand like, like playing like Zelda or something. You want to have commentary, but with yeah, a definitely. music game, it like, should be focused it, I, on music. I've I've done I've done commentary during a music game before, but it was like like during Rock Band or something like that, and we would talk in between songs or something, but. Other than that, like I just think it's dumb. Um, I also did some attempt at playing DJ Max. Uh, Are you bad at, at that now? It's not so much that I'm bad at it. It's that playing with a controller on the PC version doesn't work for multiple reasons, one of which is that the DS4 Windows tool adds a good probably close to 50 milliseconds of input latency. Oh, wow. Oof. And that's that's really bad in a music game. Yeah. And also, there are a lot of note combinations that are literally impossible to hit with a keyboard, or with a controller, because it was designed for play with a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. So and why didn't you just play with a keyboard then? Because I'm doing it to practice for whenever Respect comes out in, I think it's June or July. Uh, DJ Max Respect being the new PlayStation 4 game that's going to include, they, they said it's going to include a lot of songs from previous DJ Max portable games and the, at, at launch, and then they're going to release DLC that will eventually encompass every song in any DJ Max game ever released, which is going to be amazing. Um, so that'll mm. be dominating a lot of my life come the summer. Oh, that's and fun. Then, yeah. And uh, hmm. I will never pick up that game because I don't like DJ Max. Uh, oh, it's so good. And Katie tried to get me to play Don't Starve together. I saw her. that. I saw that. Were you actually commentating on that one? or? Yeah, uh, a little. It was mainly just me going, I'm going to die again. 
Yep, I go. Yep, I'm As dead. Do. Look at me. I'm a ghost again. Just uh, do yeah. what I did and buy Legend of Zelda and play no other I actually, game. it's funny, because um, the reason I was at Walmart was because I checked the app, and it said in stock uh, on the Switch. Oh. And, and I was like, oh, Yuck. fuck. Gotta go. <laughs> so I, I got up out of bed and was like, I'm going to Walmart. And Katie was like, what? what why? Like, it, it says they're in stock at Walmart. And she, she immediately it's stock switch go now. Yeah. And I got down there and um, the app was, was lying. You lying uh, whore. Either Bastard. that or the staff was lying to me uh, either way. But yeah, yeah. But apparently the pre-orders at Walmart don't expire until April 1st. And all the stock that they said they had were pre-orders that people hadn't picked up yet. Oh, okay, that's okay. really shitty. <laughs> yeah, supposedly Best Buy's pre-orders expire like today. I don't oh, okay. know how true that is, but that's that's what Katie had heard. See, but I it didn't matter. Bought, I bought mine she, on. I bought mine on uh, GameStop, and I've I've got it already. Yeah, but Katie Katie bought hers off of eBay yesterday. Oh, okay. For like for like four. Yeah, there's been. Uh, oh I, no, I actually... no, Katie. <laughs> Katie, you're stupid. She just wants that Zelda. Uh, it's so good, but you have a Wii U. She don't just, want it on Wii U. It's the same fucking game. Yeah, I, I, I told with, her like it's I, the ga- same game with less slowdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, on. same that's same not, slowdown, just in different oh, places. But yeah, yeah, functionally, it's it, it looks slightly worse, but it's barely any different. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about just getting it on on Wii U because. By the time I get a switch, I could have probably already beaten Zelda. Like, yeah. So, because yeah. I, I really don't want to spend four hundred dollars on it just because there aren't enough games out right now to justify. No, it. paying paying like, three. To be fair, paying three hundred dollars for it is right now is probably too much considering you can get an Xbox One or a PlayStation Four for two to well, two fifty at some point. It's. It's different, you know, obviously in my situation, because I already own both of those consoles. Well, me too, yeah. But, yeah, but, like, I could get a PSVR for $100 more. Yeah. Um, and I would get more, like, the only thing I wouldn't get out of that is Zelda. But I'd still get a ton of, like, really good experiences that would cost about the same. I can't wait until they come out with a Nintendo Switch emulator. That'll be nice. <laughs> it'll it'll probably happen honestly did you guys see yesterday this article that came out i didn't realize this somebody has for a while now been working on a uh i think it's just called pcsx3 they're actually working on a ps3 emulator that on a high-end computer can now play demon souls at like proper frame rate i've I seen did i've actually seen that, hear yeah. about that yeah, I was like, "Holy shit! Where did this come from? I had no idea that was even a thing." They've had, yeah, I mean, they've had PS3 emulators for quite a while now, actually, that have been able to run some games at ex- acceptable frame rates. But, which is weird okay. because they still don't have good emulators for the Saturn or the original Xbox, which was literally a Pentium three processor. But the PS3 with its fucking mutant CPU framework actually has a working emulator. I thought that was kind of amusing. Yeah, that's I guess weird. I guess it's helped by them being able to, because you can run unsigned code on on a PS3 if you find the right one. Yeah, so, that's true. Or you have to use like, like a. I know to use the emulator, you have to use like a special. Uh, uh, like PS3 firmware to boot the thing, which I think is like you said, the one that allows unsigned code. Yeah, probably. Well, it's, like, uh, 
it, it probably is like with some emulators where you have to have a BIOS to to start the emulator. Well, yeah, like yeah, the, uh, it is. That's exactly right. The PlayStation Two and PlayStation One require that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, this, they did the PS2, uh, PCSX2, which is the the PS2 emulator. You have to go find a BIOS set that is very easy to get, but you <laughs> still have to go find it. And that's what yeah. makes it illegal. <laughs> do yep. not do not emulate games. Uh, you should just uh, buy all your games. Buy especially if they're seven hundred dollars for a single video game. You should buy it and not emulate it because absolutely demonstrate uh, that you appreciate the value. Yes, exactly. And also give me that game. Once you buy it, just give it to me, and mm-hmm. then I can have it and put it in my closet because I don't have any room right now. Anyway, yeah. uh, Aroa, have you played anything else? Um, we did some stuff in Tabletop Simulator last night, but that was unbearable. So, Oh, it was unbearable? <laughs> I just I don't like board games. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> I see. Like, I, I I would like probably some board games. Like I would like to try some that are more involved, but like just regular card games and shit. Like they just bore the hell out of me. Uh, to be fair, some of the stuff that they have in in Tabletop Simulator is pretty like pretty awesome the way that they've done it because like the the um what was it uh, Cards Against Humanity thing that they had. Yeah, that was that was really cool, and we did play that for a little while, but like. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and play like Scrabble and shit like that. That's Talk louder. Anyway, so I don't, don't want to play like Scrabble or something, and that's what we did. It was so. Uh, I, even when I played like actual board games with my friends, I, I'd get like bored within a half an hour or so. That's what they call. That's why they call them board games. Ha! <laughs> also, Brilliant. I should I should point out that my mic is on the stand that came with it. So you will have to let me know if it sounds like if I need to move it or something because oh, I didn't okay. want to drag my whole mic stand downstairs with me. That makes that makes sense. So, uh, Jerry, what games have you been playing this week? Uh, it's mostly been uh, mostly been a ton of Neo on PS4. Um, I actually uh, I managed to sell my old PS4 and I went out and bought a Pro this week because I'm insane and stupid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Neo actually running at native 1080p looks much better, as it turns out. What about uh, with uh, so I qu- question? Hmm? Uh, have you tried the PS4 Boost mode? Uh, well, it's enabled, but I haven't tried it yet with any games. I watched Giant Bomb use it a little bit on Friday, and uh, the differences it makes seem to be fairly small, but uh, they are there for sure. Um, I, I mean, I'm still, I still at some point want to finish the Chalice Dungeons in Bloodborne, which I'm hoping that benefits from it because that had a lot of performance issues. So that would be very cool. I think, it, um, I think it, it, it still drops frames, but it's mitigated. Yeah, well, Bloodborne's problem or From's biggest problem is that their engine has frame timing issues, and apparently this irons a lot of those out, which is, which is nice. Good. But uh, yeah, Neo's been really good. I'm still digging through it. I didn't realize until I checked something the other night that uh, when I, I was trying to see, because I put about 25 hours into the game so far, and I looked to see how far along I was in the main mission progression, and I'm only about a third through it. Uh, apparently that game can, if you do the submissions and stuff, can take 60 to 70 hours, which, uh, yeah, when I have like four other massive open world games on my plate is going to be interesting, but, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm thinking about it. Like I've got the dot hack games to play through at some point in my fucking life. I've got, um, legend of Zelda right now. 
and then which can be a hundred plus hours if you want it to be right and i've already put i've already put like 30 something hours into it i think uh and then next month fucking persona 5 comes out like Got so yeah, I'm waiting games. on that one, but right now I have Neo. I haven't started Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't started Yakuza Zero. I barely touch Zelda. Uh, I and on my backlog is the second Witcher two or Witcher three DLC, which can be thirty to forty hours. I need a year off. I just yeah. You I just really need a need year to, off really, of work. Yeah, I think I said that last week. I just I need a I need a year off to do nothing but play open world games all day. Just, it's uh yeah, such a horrible problem to have. Yeah, but. yeah, just ask your boss if you can take a year off paid. Yeah, uh, sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, year off sabbatical. I've so only that, been there a year. I mean, I'm sure he won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Call it professional development if you will. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh Neo is still really good. I'm still really, really enjoying that. I I will finish that game for sure. Um, and uh, the other, the only other major thing I played this week, well, I played I played a, a game called Desync, which I did a PXA Peaks video of, which is a uh, very, very hard uh, sort of a score attack arena combat game. It's single player only, but it has leaderboards. Um, I really like it. I think it's it's got a couple of issues, but I think it's really, really good. Um, Interestingly enough, Total Biscuit did a video on it yesterday, and my criticisms mirrored his almost exactly. So I don't know. Maybe I'm actually getting halfway decent at this. I don't know. Um, but I really like that. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I have a video going up tomorrow on Reflex Arena, which is a – I mean, it's a pretty it's, – it's almost – it's basically Quake 3, but it looks more modern. Uh, it plays like that. Very fast, very uh, – you know, hardcore skill-based uh, multiplayer arena game. Um, it was in early access for a couple of years. It just came out of early access. Uh, and it's, I got a review code for it, but it turned out I already had it in my Steam library from somewhere. I honestly don't remember where I got it from. Uh, so they told me to give the code away. So uh, if people watch my video on it and watch till the end, I'll uh, they'll be able to get a copy of it if they want. Um, it's really good for people who like Quake 3 and Unreal Tournament and games like that. Problem is, no one's playing it, which is a problem this genre has. And the video is very long, but it's because I go into a side thing where I sort of talk about how this genre has a lot more people who are talking about how they want to play it than who actually do. Um, and I thought it was it was kind of interesting, but it uh, it is a very, very well-made indie, uh, indie uh, multiplayer shooter, so... Those are kind of the main things. Uh, I'm probably... I want to try to divide my time between Neo and all these other open world games I've been doing because I'm sort of streaming a lot of it. So I kind of want to do like, you know, switch to a different one every night. But then I just keep thinking about making another dent in Neo and I keep going back to that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's how I've been. (laughs) Like this weekend, and I'm going to do it after the podcast, is that I have uh, the dot hack. I need to do dot hack infection review. Uh, you know, I promised that like two and a half months ago. And How many of those are there? Are there three in that series? There's four in the main, in the first series, and then in the Dot Hack GU series, there are three. Okay. So uh, I I keep doing the same thing though. I'm like I'm like I'm gonna go in, and they have a neat feature which is really good for a review, is that you can go in and watch all the cutscenes. So you like there's a like you can go and say okay I want to watch these videos and you unlock them from playing the game. And so I really want so all I have to do is just go and click on that, press the record button and then 
I can watch the videos and, and it'll be easy to edit. However, the problem is I keep thinking that and then I'm like, well, I mean, I can go, I need to go in this area in Legend of Zelda. And then I get lost. Yeah, exactly. It's the same problem I'm having, except yeah, except yeah, with Zelda, it's just yeah. And I, that game will be calling me back soon enough as well, because yeah, frig that. Uh, I, I have some quality of life issues with Zelda, which sounds like the same quality of life issues everybody else has, but at the same time, oh, it's so good. It is. You know what you could do is you mm. could give Aroa your extra switch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've been surprised. It's I have it listed on eBay right now, but basically just for what I paid for it, it's uh, surprising there has not been, despite the fact that, which I know we're going to talk about later, the Switch is very popular. It's apparently, it doesn't have the level of eBay profiteering I expected it to. Right. Yeah, exactly. What was what's, that noise? What's your eBay username? <laughs> you don't want you. You don't want to pay the ship me to, the the cost for me to ship it to you. I don't. I, think. I would. I would rather buy it from from you though than buy it from some guy that actually is price scalping it. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, so like, even if it is four hundred dollars, that still might be worth it. Um, it. It would be less than what Katie paid for it, and it would be going to somebody who didn't buy it specifically to sell it again. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. If, if you post it in the chat, I'll seriously look and see how much. <laughs> Go check the chat. <laughs> so. so anyway, um, yeah, it's in the general chat there. Okay, so anyway, yeah, the games ahead. the games I've been playing are obviously Legend of Zelda. I've been playing more Lost Odyssey. Uh, that is that game seriously holds up so well. Uh, you know, the, the I presume graphics, that's another game that can take many hours to beat. Yes. I, yeah, I'm I 20 so. <laughs> hours in. I think it's about a 60 hour game, 40 to 60 hours. So not terrible. Okay. Not but, not insane as open worlds go. No, right. <laughs> but that game, if you've ever looked at graphic or seen the the graphics in that game, like they were like one of the first RPGs list or released for the Xbox 360, and the graphics yep. still hold up relatively well. Yeah, oh, like you can cool. you can tell that they're dated, but it still looks really good. So, hmm. uh, I would say you can get on the Xbox One now for twenty dollars. I think so. That's, that's, that's not bad. Deal, I bought yeah. or or if uh, you come down to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this year, I can just give you my copy because I after it became backwards compatible, I went and bought a copy on eBay for like eleven dollars. And yeah, so I'm the, sure the it's actual, easy to come across. <laughs> yeah, for the actual discs. But then a couple months later, they're like, we made uh, Lost Odyssey available for... Uh, Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon are now available for the Xbox One Arcade, or whatever it's called. So you can just you can buy it and download the, the digital version. Uh, and for the first week, if you snatch it up, you get Lost Odyssey for free. Oh, that's cool. So I, wonder I know if that'll have... be in the uh, that Xbox Game Pass thing when it comes out. Man, I would not be surprised. I ten dollars. Microsoft published it, I think, didn't they? So it yeah, would stand to reason they could just toss it in there. Oh, yes. Uh, they they cool. were having problems originally with getting Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon on the Xbox One uh, because mm. of them having to switch discs. It oh, is, that's right. Because, eh? uh, yeah, on Xbox One, it doesn't play off the disc. It just copies it to your hard drive. Right. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's it's 
it's now working pretty well for me. I've, I haven't had any problems with it. So, and the frame rate's great. Uh, you should buy that, Aurora. <laughs> buy, buy what? The, the, the Nintendo Switch. Oh. So, let's yeah, get... I, it, it'll be le- just slightly less than four hundred dollars. Yeah, mm. that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, because I because now eBay changed the rules recently. Because I'm in Canada, I'm not allowed to sell in U.S. dollars. I have to sell in Canadian dollars. So you're paying a converted amount, but it would not cost. It wouldn't lose me any money, but it might actually save you a slight bit. But then there's shipping on top of it. So yeah, I, I that's I added the I added the I basically just look at how much five hundred cad in usd was and it's yeah. like 375 that's yeah. you should do so it it's not, not terrible it's not horrible <laughs> yeah let's get into some stories let's talk about uber you guys know what uber is i actually really like uber as a concept but as a company they're pretty awful yeah. so yeah. uh go that's with lyft you should just use lyft yeah, yeah. use lyft yep so Uber is, they've had a lot of things going wrong. They've had sexual harassment claims, which we haven't got into. Mm -hmm. They've had, um, you know, drivers are getting paid significantly less than what they were originally told they were going to be getting. So what they've done is they've lowered the fares so that the consumers are happier, but it's really hurting the drivers. It's not hurting anybody at the very, very top. It's hurting the drivers because they're getting less per fare. That's how it always yep. goes. Yeah, that is how, yep. how it goes. The the shit rolls downhill. Money doesn't. Money does not trickle down. I don't know if you knew that. So now they're doing. So they the, actually it's not now. They've been doing this for a while. They've been doing called something called gray ball, which is really weird. So what they would do is they would track the activity of certain Uber users. And they would find out pretty much if they were cops or not, and then would grayball them so they would not offer rides to those people. They would put them in a secret. They would put them in like a secret program so that when they would, when the person would pull up the Uber app, they wouldn't see any cars nearby. And when they would try to get a car, it would say that it was going to take like over half an hour to get there so that they would have to go somewhere else to get their rides. What the fuck? Ah, uh, that sounds incredibly complicated. <laughs> right. So it says Uber even checked the device numbers of the cheapest phones in the city's electronics stores, knowing that these models were likely to be bought by officials on restricted budgets who were looking to create multiple Uber accounts. Once somebody has been identified uh, or grayballed, Uber does all it can to stop them from catching a ride. Fake cars or no cars at all show up on the app's map, and even if an official is able to order a ride, they are quickly canceled. I, uh, hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, right. so 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 th- this was their their this was their attempt to basically prevent those who would cause them trouble from having the means to use the service, and therefore maybe find like dirt on them i guess yeah so it says this this kind of this falls under the violation of terms of service program uh it says whether that's people so they can basically choose who who or who not to give rides to whether that's people aiming to physically harm drivers 
competitors looking to disrupt operations, or opponents who collude with officials on secret stings meant to entrap drivers. It wow. should be noted. This that- is just, the, boy, this company's a special friggin' place, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. So, oh, boy. Um, what do you guys think about this? What's I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds insane. I mean, with yeah, with all the shit this company has taken lately. I mean, you know, the thing is, though, I I wonder if at the end of the day, this stops people from using them that in in quantities enough that it actually matters. You it know, won't. it's it no, well, and that, that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, news is such a uh, news is such a short term thing now, and people have such low attention spans. You know, as long as it's not going to make that big a difference, they'll probably they'll just wait for it to go away, and then it won't matter anymore. The reason uh, though that this does matter is that if somebody decides that it is illegal, they can be sued over it because since where they were doing these programs was basically to prevent people, basically to prevent Uber getting found out that they were operating in the area uh, by certain groups because like, right. they were basically violating regulations in New York. Basically, so, they were violating regulations. <laughs> yeah. But so so with them, you know, basically operating illegally, like, it, it, they, they were avoiding litigation through that. That's obstruction of justice at that point. Right, so right. So if, if you're... Speak a little bit you know, louder. If you're doing, if you're doing illegal things then, you know, people can sue you. And in that case, Uber <laughs> loses a lot of more money than they were going to already by, you know, the, the probably minimal lost fares. Yeah. Right. And the funny thing is, too, I mean, I'm sure they, they can't risk that either because the interesting thing right now that I, I didn't realize until I was uh, looking this up recently is despite how popular Uber is and despite how, how uh you know, they're this company that's always in the spotlight and is uh, is going places and whatever. They have lost an obscene amount of money, like billions and billions of dollars. They are not they not only have not turned a profit, they are not even remotely close to not bleeding money like crazy. Which so, is weird. I'm, you know, it, I, l- losing a huge amount of money in uh, losing a huge amount of money to fines or whatever I'm, or lawsuits, I'm sure is not something they want, but. I wonder how yeah. they lose so much money. They're, like it doesn't. It, make they're, sense apparently, they're apparently it's due to their rapid expand. Like a lot of it is due to their rapid expansion. They're that, just they're going moving into new cities faster than those cities are becoming profitable. So it, it's it's one of those things where a lot of this is money that they expected to lose because they're in that crazy growth mode. And uh, you know mo- that's why Uber is also focusing so heavily on R and D for self driving cars because their end game is to be about self driving cars where they don't have to pay drivers anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm thinking is it probably was the expansion there was a i forget what what my my that my friend had a choice between backing uh a company like he had like ten thousand dollars or something and he was like i could have put it towards this uh chipotle he was gonna it was either chipotle or um some other san francisco based uh delivery service that was like you could order food and they deliver it to your house which i know aroa loves and oh, yeah. and so instead I of back- did that here yeah instead of backing chipotle he backed uh that other company and that other company failed because they tried to expand too fast and then their infrastructure just collapsed they should have so, just gotten them got let themselves get bought by grubhub yeah, uh, well this was like 
early 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Chipotle was new at that point too then. Right, right. So Chipotle was like, you know, a few dollars a share at that point as well. But right. he's like, ah, I don't see that going anywhere. And uh, yeah, good they just job. Opened one of those where, they just opened one of those in my city, actually. I keep meaning to go try it. They're not very good. <laughs> try the E. coli burrito. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. So there's a couple of things, and I think I mentioned on the podcast before. So they have a little area with three restaurants right next to each other, uh, literally in the same like building area. Um, three different shops. So they have Chipotle and they have some fucking other sandwich place. I don't even know. And then in the middle, they have five guys. And so mm. whenever I look at that place, I'm like, I could go try Chipotle. And then I go there. I'm like, I'm going to eat five guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I'm like, oh, but five guys is right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, I don't really care for Chipotle, but I think we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting a little off. What topic. were we talking about? <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Uber expanded yeah. too fast. Uh, yeah. Buy Lyft. Buy, go go download the Lyft app and yeah. uh, use them. This is a this is commercial. I don't have a code to give you, so whatever. Uh, also, Uber and Lyft. Neither one of them are in my area. Oh, yep. Neither That's one of them it was an area that Uber wasn't in yet. Yeah, uh, none in Central Oregon. None in. There's none in Albany either in that area, Albany, Corvallis, Lebanon, all that. Uh, the only place I believe that they are in is Salem and Portland. I oh. could be wrong. We have, might- uh, we have Uber all over Canada. There was a big hullabaloo in my city last year about it because the, after a, a long battle and handing out fines and whatnot, the city here decided to legalize Uber, which got the taxi drivers really pissed off. Ew, uh, fuck taxis. Yeah, yeah that's them. basically my theory on it too. Is way out well. If you didn't give Uber a reason to exist, they wouldn't. But uh, yeah, they're uh, so they're legal here now. But yeah, I don't know if I don't. Lyft might be in like Toronto and Vancouver or something, but they're not. Uh, they're not. The, Uber Lyft seems to be growing much more at a much more measured pace. And yeah, they don't seem to be in I, Canada at all yet. But I, I still have not yet taken Uber, but I, I'm sure I will at some point. I think it's it should right. be illegal to be anti-competitive. Because the taxi drivers, what they were pissed off about was, or the taxi companies, what they were pissed off about is that they were getting business taken away from them. So they were trying to fight fight anything that was coming up that would yeah. give them competition. Well, it was they partially were, that, They were pissed also... off that their service was fucking garbage and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. And they were able to provide garbage service because they had no competition. And then they did. And they went, well, clearly the solution isn't to provide better service. It's to get rid of the competitors. That, right. that is definitely partially it. But there are also places with strict regulations on taxis that Uber doesn't necessarily have to follow. Right. Yeah. That and makes sense. Yeah. Because it's yeah, and that, that's what happened in in Ottawa. Is they said uh, in Ottawa they ended up saying we will let you legalize, but you will be subject to the same um, level of police checks and insurance requirements and everything the taxis are. That's that's what they did. They went you. Th- they figured that was more of a level playing field, and that makes sense. I I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch. So, uh. Parallax Abstraction, you have two Nintendo Switch Switches, and I'm curious. Presently, yes. I'm Only curi- actively using one, but yes. I'm curious. Have you had any problems with the left Joy-Con? 
I have not, but uh, that's been because almost exclusively when I've been using it, I've been streaming it, so I've been sitting about two feet from it. Um, I do have a co-worker who also bought a Switch and has been playing it more like at couch distance from his TV, and he has had that problem frequently. And I, I'm sitting just a few feet away, but it's to the side, and there's some mm. wood and stuff in between. So I mm. normally it works fine, but sometimes the left Joy-Con does have issues for me. Apparently, somebody figured it out. I don't think either of you have watched the video, but basically... I've seen it, yeah. Okay, in the right Joy-Con, they have a little antenna running up the side. Yeah. So, uh, there, it's in a more optimum position to get better connectivity. And that wire is missing from the left Joy-Con. So, if you yeah. want to actually fix it, it's really, really easy. All you need is a soldering iron and a piece of wire, basically, to... And a willingness to void your warranty. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> And so yeah, what, a, you, what, what you $80. do is, yeah, you, you yeah. solder into the, you basically solder the wire just right into the, uh, the Bluetooth adapter, the little solder point on there and run yep. it off the side. And apparently that fixes all the issues. Yeah. Basically the right Joy-Con has an antenna on it. I believe mo the theory is because the right Joy-Con can also do IR, uh, communication, uh, whereas the left Joy-Con does not. So, yeah, the left Joy-Con, the antenna is just built into the board, and uh, it sounds like that just doesn't provide... I don't know how the hell they didn't catch this in usability testing with the thing, but apparently uh, it does not provide enough uh, shielding for uh, the Switch to not have issues sometimes. So, I have a... Nintendo has put out these rather comical statements in the last little while talking about ways to avoid... Uh, I think we talked about this, wasn't it? About how to avoid it desynchronizing and one of the things was like, don't put it near an aquarium. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and which I later found out apparently is not so much because of the big volume of water getting in the way, but because apparently a lot of aquarium pump motors output EM interference on a frequency that frequently can cause Wi-Fi interference. Who fucking knew? That's weird. Uh, really weird, but that's that's what I that's what I heard. I think it was on I forget which podcast it was, but I I still was personally it? think there's going to be a certain there's going this is going to become a big enough problem that in a couple of months Nintendo is going to quietly put out a thing saying, "Hey, if you're having a problem with that left Joy-Con, you can you can send it in, we'll give you a new one." All right. Um I, I, that's why I'm not going to bother popping mine apart to try to fix the antenna because I think if you do that, then you're gonna you're not going to qualify for that. But I think pretty soon Nintendo's gonna there's going to be enough complaints that they're going to have to to do something about it just for sake of image of nothing else. It hasn't been enough of a problem for me. Also, I plan on getting a pro controller and never using. I got one of those again. recently too, and those uh, yeah those those will not have that problem because they're right. just straight Bluetooth. Right. Right. I think that aren't the Joy-Cons Bluetooth too, because I know that they have come out with something that you can get for the mini NES, the classic NES. Yeah. Actually, um, you're right. Yeah. I think they are Bluetooth as well. So, yeah. And, I mean, if it, if it interferes with Bluetooth, it'll interfere with Wi Fi. They're all 2.4 gigahertz. Yeah. So, exactly. But they have a 8 bit do has, or 8 bit do has a Bluetooth receiver that you can plug into, uh, your NES Classic, and they mm. now have, and so they now have it working the Joy Cons, so you can use a single Joy Con to play NES games. Why wouldn't you just mm. use a Wii Remote? Uh, I don't know why you don't just use a freaking uh, like a Pro Controller. 
Remember that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. rather use that. I mean, I suppose if you have an NES Classic and you don't have old Wii controllers lying around, you know, and you happen to have a Switch, I guess you could just be like, oh, hey, now I've got a second controller and it's wireless, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but if you have the, I think the 8-bit do, their controllers are like $80. Yeah, they're they're a little expensive. They're yeah. very nice, but they are a little expensive. Or sixty dollars, so. like they're 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 really nice, but yeah, they are expensive. but they, yeah, they're they're a niche product, and they're they're not they're priced as such. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's not an issue for me. I mean, at some point, I am going to have my switch like under the TV where it will normally live. But um, if if this is a big enough problem, I suspect Nintendo will quietly offer warranty replacements for them at some point. I mean, it. Apparently, it's looking like the Switch is having a lot of hardware problems for a lot of people right now. Like, apparently, because of the way the dock is structured, it's very easy to scratch the screen. That's been a very common problem. Uh, yeah. There's that disconnect problem. There's um, been other issues with, uh, oh, there was something, there was another problem. I can't remember what it was, but there was another issue going around that seems to be happening. And The uh, high-pitched screeching? I never oh, even yeah, heard of that. I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah, it, no. uh, some some of them, it seems like something, it, it's either, it, it, it's not really clear whether it's hardware or software, but um, it, it's something causes it to where either the screen will just go white and you'll get this horrible screeching sound, or mm. it'll just happen during, like, use. Like, f- some sounds will just, will instead of being, you know, sound that's just screeching, it, it seems like something went wrong with like manufacturing in that area where like something got wow. wired into the speakers and <laughs> that shouldn't have been or something like that. Like so, there's some hardcore interference going on. So this is on a kind of unrelated topic, but Ben Heck did a teardown of the Nintendo Switch. And mm. uh, did either of you watch that or see a teardown of it yet? I watched the the one that iFixit did. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. built more like a laptop than it is a tablet. Yeah. So, kind of, yeah. so that kind of—it's not more like a laptop or, to a certain degree, a phone, I suppose, which makes sense because it's a phone chip that's in it. But. Right. <laughs> but it's better. But like, it's not built like a tablet, like from Microsoft or Apple, where all this, like, the screens are glued together and it's super hard to take apart because it's actually pretty easy to take apart and replace things. They also. Mm-hmm. They have the um, memory is super easy to remove. You can just pop it off for the um, onboard memory for the 32 gigs, which oh. tells which tells us that they're probably going to release one with more memory because you can just easily swap that out. Yeah. So I, I wonder if we're I wonder if the switch gets popular enough if we're going to see any aftermarket hacks like you know me- bigger memory chips you could actually buy for the thing or uh, somebody was saying on my my Twitter because they said it's so easy to take apart they're wondering because people are having issues with the screen scratching if someone's going to like you can do with a laptop if someone's going to sell an aftermarket screen replacement I, I want to be I want to be surprised uh, if you look at. And also, it is very popular already. If you look at the sales numbers for North America and Europe, it's Nintendo's best ever. That's including yeah. That's including like the Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo. It says well, the Wii. <laughs> right, the Wii was ridiculously popular, but I think they also had yeah. supply problems. That the Nintendo Switch, yeah, it has supply problems, but they're not as pronounced as they were 
for uh like i said there's not as much profiteering going on as uh as as there was before it looks like these things have been a little easier easier to get but uh yeah it's been very interesting that uh yeah this thing has apparently been been selling like like stupid well which is is good i'm glad it is i mean i hope it that means we're going to get a lot more games on it very soon i hope it encourages uh nintendo to step up and fix their hardware problems and you know make that right Right, and if you read, uh, so I have a story here posted. That was actually a good segue. Yeah, uh, nice. the Nintendo Switch has sold three hundred thirteen thousand units in Japan. It's in its first twenty-eight. I'm sorry, forty-eight forty-eight hours of sale, narrowly beating the Wii U's three hundred eight thousand for the same time period. So the Wii U apparently sold very well in Japan for the first couple days. Yeah. However, initially it did. Yeah, yeah. three hundred eighteen thousand of anything is a lot in Japan. Three hundred thirteen. Not yeah, 18. that's a lot in Japan. Uh, it says that the PS4 sold 322,000 during its first two days. So it's it's doing pretty well. It was within shooting distance of the PS4 there. Uh, and mm. then there's another update. It says uh, the hybrid console has sold more in its launch weekend than any other Nintendo hardware in history. It added that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is also becoming the biggest selling Nintendo launch title ever in Europe, even outselling Wii Sports in the first weekend sales. Adding that the success wow. all came down came in March, traditionally a quiet time for the games industry, which, yeah, that totally makes sense. There's really good reason to launch a console in March. A, there's not a lot of competition. You're not hearing about a bunch of blockbuster games like Call of Duty and stuff like that getting released in March. Uh, mm-hmm. My big thing is taxes. So Yeah, that's Mar- a good point. March and April are generally when people have their taxes done and they're going to be getting their taxes back and they want to – people are stupid and they're like, I want to buy something with this. And so they take their taxes and they buy a, a console. And if the Nintendo Switch is the new hot thing and it's in stock, why not take your taxes and buy a Nintendo Switch? So true. Um, it was actually really good marketing for Nintendo to do that. Uh, of I course, mean, launching with a with a new Zelda and one of the most anticipated Zeldas arguably ever is has been a big big help as well and it's it's uh i think the draw of being able to play zelda on the go has really moved a lot of these because it's been pretty common knowledge now that the wii u version other than looking slightly worse is doesn't run any worse and it's it's the same game uh but i think there's a lot of people out there who either don't have wii u's uh or yeah have really like because a lot of the people i know uh on gaming podcasts and stuff who bought switches have said that they've actually really enjoyed playing zelda you know on the subway or on the bus in their commute and stuff and i think that draw of portable zelda has actually been a big thing uh for people more so than maybe i would have thought yeah Yeah, i mean i've i've seen a couple of people where i work playing it like at lunch in the cafe uh the only problem i have is i wish this green were like 12 inches bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I want a damn I want to carry a damn TV. Yes, I <laughs> So it's it's 6.5 inches. I I honestly wish it was about 9 or 10 inches. I do wish it was like well, iPad size. It's actually a little yeah. small, but it's 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 kind of amusing because it has to be small enough to be easily portable, but yeah, in the way that I would use it, whereas I just carry it to work in my bag and use it on my lunch hour, I'm kind of like, yeah, if this was a little bigger, it'd be nice. Yeah, my boss actually told me that he would be fine 
if I bought the extra dock and plugged it in at work, and <laughs> and so I could, he's like, then you could have a big screen, and I was like, yeah, but, you know, I can only play that on on break and stuff. He's like, yeah, I know, but you know, I wouldn't be upset if you played games on your break and stuff. So I was like, that is <laughs> that's pretty cool. So that, that is that is pretty cool. Yeah, I won't even be- if I played it only on my break. They pro if I brought in a dock and plugged this thing into one of my monitors on my desk, they'd probably be like, really. So another thing, another thing that they do, uh, interesting with the way that the switch is built is that if you look at the power supply that they, the power brick that they give you, it says it supplies, uh, five volt and it it can go up to 15 volt for, so that's a little weird just because normally it's just five volt. So, and, and it draws the same amount of power, whether it's docked or undocked. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. So, but that uh, is a little weird. I, I'm I'm thinking that they're probably going to come out with uh, another dockings thing. Like they're probably. I would not be surprised if like those niche product niche products uh, come out. Like uh, who who does that? So like Hyperkin does the old stuff, but or uh, like uh, oh god, what's yeah? I just forgot. Their you know name what I'm now. talking about? Nico. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one that, that, or one of those guys, yeah. Because all it is inside of the docking station is like a USB C port for power, uh, uh three USB three ports, and uh, what? Oh, HDMI. The, port. The secret, That's all the it secret is. sauce. Well, the secret sauce is the HDMI converter because apparently people have tried to use external USB C to HDMI adapters with the switch and they don't work. So mm-hmm. there's something in that there's some kind of protection ship or encryption layer or something in the dock that that tells the switch, hey, I'm legit and you can use me. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point either there'll be Chinese manufacturers who just go fuck that and, uh, you know, put one out that cracks it. Or if there'll be some official Nintendo licensed docks or something that have that little doohickey in it. It's probably something like if it it has to match a certain hardware ID or something. Yeah, probably. that'll be reverse people. engineered in no time if it hasn't. I'm, it probably has been done already. I'm sure someone on a forum was like, oh, here's how you modify one to make it do this. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of yeah. hacking, uh, I was re- researching last night. Last year, we talked about a device that was coming out that I don't think either any of us got. It was the uh, Amico. Oh, yeah. And apparently, it works with the switch. Well, I mean, so, that makes sense. They're they're not going to change the Amiibo protocol, right? So, oh yeah. So it works with the Wii U and the Switch. I'm really tempted to get it. It would be like eighty bucks to Is get. Is that it. just like an Amiibo emulator thing where you like put a thing down and it'll tell it you have any Amiibo you want? Pretty yep. much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've thought about getting it, but because I don't like. Amiibos. Um, I wouldn't I, mind having the My Wolf Companion in Zelda that you get for having that. Apparently, yeah. But. So, so he, that's my problem is that if you try to argue and say, "Hey, this is basically DLC," that's basically what it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's physical DLC. Yeah, and yeah. you, but it's on disc. It's already there. You just have to yeah. use the amiibo to unlock it. I don't yeah. like that. I wish that. You could buy those items within the game, even if it was the same price. Just buy them in the same game or in the game, or I don't know, have them unlocked already. 
or be able to unlock them within the game. But yeah, there's it, a lot of items you can't do that with because it's DLC. That's all it is. Yeah, I, I do wish that there was an alternative way of unlocking that stuff. But at, at the same time, I the only reason that I think Amiibo is justified in its existence is that one you are getting a nice little figurine. Oh, oh, and, and they like are they are real they are really nice. I will give them that. Typically. Typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also most of the figurines that are for like a Nintendo based franchise, notwithstanding all of the Smash Brothers amiibos I have, um, will work with multiple games. So fifty eight the... Smash Brother amiibos. I own oh my many God, really? Yes. My my, my my friend Tyler owns every single one. That I've released. Wow. Your friend Tyler, uh, um, how do I say this li- politely? He also lives with his parents and ah. doesn't have any bills of his own. And that's why. Well, that'd do her. <laughs> yeah. Can I live with his parents? <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, it's, um, it, 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 I do think that there's more value in the way that that works just because they work with multiple games. So the the cost goes down exponentially as they work with different games. Like if you get if you get a Mario franchise amiibo, you've already got something in Mario Party and Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and like multiple other games, I, I'm sure. Yeah, right. I guess you get more than one uh yeah, you get more than one game's worth of value out of them, which is kinda that is kinda cool that they don't just lock each one to one title. Yeah, it's and not sometimes like... you know you could have bought an amiibo for one game and get support for it in two or three more games later that you didn't even know you would, which is kind of a nice surprise, I guess. Like right. most of the Zelda amiibos, because you got like well, some of the Zelda amiibos, because like if you have a Link amiibo, it already works with Hyrule Warriors and uh, Super Smash Twilight Brothers Pro- and Smash and Twilight Princess HD. And now uh, Breath of the Wild. What about um, Mario Kart? And Mario Kart, yeah. Yeah, so that's four, five? Yeah. And it's, like, in a couple of cases, it's, like, really minor stuff. Like, Mario Kart is just a skin. But nevertheless, I mean, that's a skin that you could have easily paid a dollar for. But instead it was included in the cost of that little figurine that you got. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm going to... I might, I'm I'm tempted to do it, but I'm kind of wary of the sites that you would buy it from, the Miko. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but I am thinking about picking it up because apparently it does work well. However, there's, so there's a companion app for your phone where if you have an NFC chip in your phone, you, you know, you say you want to put this Amiibo on there in bank one, you put the uh, Miko up, it will then, uh, you know, let you let you put that in the phone, and then you do that with a bunch of different um, amiibo. But apparently, the app isn't very good, so the best way to do it is to get something to hook it up to your computer, and that's another like thirty bucks. So it ends up being about eighty dollars for the amiibo altogether, and then you hook it up to your computer, and then swap the, basically put the amiibo onto it, and then you can switch. Uh, I don't like, there's a couple different things I don't like about it. Mainly, the way that it's set up, you just press a button and it changes from bank one to bank two. But it doesn't have an indicator on what bank you're in. So you just have to keep pressing the button to switch banks and hope that you get to the right one. So, 
<clears throat> or have like mm-hmm. a huge list written down that you just say, okay, I have to go to bank five, one, two, three, four, and then. So, um, let's move on to Riot Games. Now, Riot Games, uh, there was League Sharps had a site, which was a basically League of Legends cheating site. Actually, it wasn't basically. It was a League of Legends scripting slash cheating site. Uh, It's a service that Riot claimed was ruining their game and their cash flow. Uh, Now that Riot has won $10 million from this cheating site, which I think creates a good precedent that uh, don't fucking run a cheating site. The hell? I mean... (laughs) Um, not yeah. at least not for, not for this kind of game. Like, yeah. like I I don't see any, anything wrong with with using or with like, if say you're you're some kind of wannabe hacker cracker guy that makes code slacker, uh, and, and they they may you make trainers for various single player games or whatever. Like yeah, I've never seen fine. any problem in that. No, but if if, if this is a not only a multiplayer game, but a big business free-to-play competitive multiplayer game. And if right. you're ruining you're ruining a competitive game with your shit, then you deserve to get shut down. Right. So it says yep. League, League Sharp offered a service many other cheating sites do, providing bots that level up and earn currency for your account, circumventing the idea of occurring currency through normal play, which typically drives players to spend real money on Riot Points as a shortcut. It is a massive blow to botting in general now that free-to-play developers have seen it cut into their bottom line. We could see a lot more preemptive shutdowns or legal uh, initiatives. So, and Especially with free-to-play games. Like, yeah. free-to-play games, you are, you are directly hurting them by putting out your fucking garbage. Well, even in, in MMOs, you're directly hurting them. Because, um... So in Final Fantasy 11, right before I stopped or right before I started playing, uh, there was a huge uh, what they called the inflation period. And that was because a lot of what they called RMTs, real money traders, were going into the game and they were getting, you know, these items and they had a control of those items. So they would they would use scripts and cheats to be able to get those items and then they would put them in the auction house and sell them for literally billions of gil. And so you would go and uh, you go to buy something and it would be way more money than you're ever going to see. And so then those people would go and buy gil so they could buy the items in the game. And this was driving people away from the community. So uh, Square Enix really had to crack down on these RMTs because they were driving people away from the game. Well, I mean, that's what killed the the auction house in Diablo Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, which was a great idea, kind of. Fucking amazing idea. I like <laughs> John, my my friend John, fucking actually made fifteen dollars out of it in Ooh. like a few weeks of playing. Like, yeah. I thought it was a fantastic idea to, like, mitigate, you know, third-party gold buying and whatnot. It's yeah. similar to what they're doing in WoW now, where uh, WoW, or was it 
is it Blizzard tokens or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they were buy, WoW tokens. I think they might still be WoW tokens. I don't fucking know. Basically, you can buy them and get a month of game time. Yeah, but now you can like, there's like a Blizzard.net currency that you can use um, outside of just WoW that also works with WoW that you can you can transfer with WoW Gold. Um, and it's actually it's crippling the economy in WoW right now, kind of similar to the situation you described with uh, Final Fantasy, right? Because people are basically just they're farming gold and then buying those tokens and then taking them away. And yeah, it's, uh, it, it's killing everything. I knew some. I knew somebody who. Uh, I didn't actually. So I didn't actually know the person, but my friend knew him, and what the guy would do is. He would all he would do is play WoW. So he would but he was he didn't have a job, so he couldn't afford to play WoW. And he would then just farm gold all week and then give a friend of his X amount of gold and his friend would pay for his his WoW subscription every month. Yeah, uh, well my my wife's uh sister has not paid for WoW in a long time because she just plays so much of it that she can farm enough gold to pay for a subscription every month and then some. See, and that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I wish I honestly wish more games were like that where you I do can, think it's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I can see them losing money off of it though in some cases. Almost definitely, but at the same time you're also you're you're only going to have your most dedicated players doing that. Right, you're not going to have the the plebs like us uh, and, doing it. and those same those same dedicated players will either bring other people into the game who will pay, or they're going to be the ones who also buy like skins and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like the I also knew somebody, and this is of course a really rare case. Hopefully, really rare, where instead of paying for their water bill, they. <laughs> Bought the sparkly mounts in the game for twenty five dollars a piece, and no. so they let their water get. Yeah, shut you don't off. need water anyway. Yeah, they let their water get shut off so that they could play more WoW. Yeah, you I mean bottled water is pretty cheap, and you only need to shower <laughs> once a week anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I shower every day. Um, Use a bottle of water and a sponge, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. I shower every day, like God intended when He invented running water. And so, also, pee is or, sterile, so... <laughs> True. <laughs> it's kind of sterile. You can recycle <laughs> that get that stuff. All right, mm-hmm. so we got one more story to go over. We do? Uh, yeah. Did I... You did missed I it. it already? Parallax Abstraction posted it. Yeah. I just thought this uh, was kind of... Uh, this was kind of interesting, because it's, uh, oh, it's another thing from Harmonix. Yeah, yeah. I posted on... I, uh, uh, I think it was The Verge posted about it. It seems we have mm-hmm. opposite uh, ideas about it, though. So, Drop Mix is a new game being developed by Harmonix in collaboration with Hasbro, which is really weird. Yeah. And let me just read through some of the statement. It says, uh, they're very excited to announce Drop Mix, blah, 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 brand new game that we're making in partnership with Hasbro. It's a fast-paced music mixing game where players create one-of-a-kind mixes by playing cards featuring hit songs from award-winning artists. It's completely unlike anything else you've ever played, and we hope it will give you the same deep connection to your music and your friends that our previous fan favorites like Rock Band and Dance Central have offered. So, 
what? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I posted this when I said I thought it was neat. I'm not saying that I'm planning to buy it. Uh, I, I just thought it was interesting and in that it's kind of a, it's different yet the same for harmonics and that it's not, you know, rock band or something like that, but it's another, um, this looks to be a bit more of a toy, but it's basically a musical, uh, it's like a musical, like toy piece of hardware that pairs with an app on your phone. And it's another sort of music game that has a physical tie in. It's just, but it's quite a bit different than rock band. I just looked at it and was like, huh, that's kind of a neat shift in direction for them. Okay. But yeah, I'm not going to buy it, but <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, it, cause my thought on it is that this looks like a huge waste of money and time and it's going to flop immediately. Well, you also don't like, and it might, <laughs> it's, it, it's not even that though. I love harmonics. I really do. I think they're a fantastic company. They should but... have released rock band for the computer. Not, no, no, barring that, I'm saying that as a company, they have they have greenlit some of the worst ideas. I, I don't even I don't know what their what their thought is on that. But like, how how do you think that this is a good idea? Oh prime no, it example, looks terrible. It looks terrible. It, pri- prime example uh, of of, re- of late, well, two of them actually, and they have them right on the right side of the screen here. One was Rock Band VR. Great idea, and in, in that, that's the other thing. Great idea in concept is a really, really common thing for harmonics. Great idea in concept, Rock Band VR. You put on the put on the headset. Your guitar controller is attached to one of the one of the the Oculus Move controller things, and whatever you play in Rock Band and VR. Problem is, it's only for guitar. I I don't think it has the entire Rock Band like soundtrack in it. Who is this for? I don't get it. How, I don't get no it. No one's either. gonna. No one's gonna buy this. Like you, they you should have. They should make I, it for every member. So they should make it drums, bass, guitar, and and the problem that you have uh, with that is one? that singing VR VR hardware can't support that. So they can't do that. They, they need, literally no, can't. They need unless to do it's online. It, they need to do it so that you can have people at your house. Every one of you wearing a VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to have four computers all with four Oculus setups. Like, it, it's not going to work. And also, you're marketing to... I think the last figures I heard of was that Oculus had 250,000 sales. Yeah. Uh, the last, yeah, it's not official, but I guess the guess by... I don't remember who, but someone would know is that, yeah, there's about a million Vives and about a quarter million Oculuses, and now there's about a million PSVRs. And that's, like, that's not even including... That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's nothing. And then you have a, a smaller base from that that actually own the touch controllers, and then a smaller mm-hmm. base from that that are actually going to want to play Rock Band and VR. Like, yeah. yeah. That's There's a reason like, why almost the majority of VR games that are coming out right now are either shooting galleries or tech demos because anyone who wants to make a big game in VR that isn't being funded by Oculus can't make their money back right now because there literally aren't enough people out there with, with the things to do it. You listen to Giant Bombcast because I feel like we're bringing up the same... Yeah, well, they talked about it. I mean, I've heard it brought up in a few places, but they they do they they talk about this a lot, which is that that's what they hear from people they know in development right now is the fact that no one is making big AAA VR games because it's it's basically unless someone's funding it for you, you can't you, you cannot make money doing it. Right. 
And then yeah. there's fucking Sing Space, which what? I don't um, even know what Sing Space. It's okay. So it's it's VR. It's VR Samsung, karaoke. Samsung Gear VR karaoke. Okay. I mean, I, I, like they're well, fucking, why do you need why do you need a headset to sing karaoke? All you need is a mic. They're they're fucking the the video that they did for it was apparently implying that people who work in grocery stores and other type of backroom uh, workplaces will not only have the time but the willingness to sing karaoke with a stupid headset on during I guess their breaks or whatever, and that's who this is being made for. I don't know. So I, have I don't this, like a hyper niche thing. Yeah, like who the fuck is gonna play that? So I yeah. have this daydream. I, I I have the daydream view, or whatever it's called, yeah. for yeah. for my Pixel, and yeah. I can tell you, I was standing in my kitchen, uh, just using it, like looking around and going around in circles and try, tr- just trying it out. And my roommate came out and was like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine if there was music coming out of my phone at the same time and I'm singing along with that music, what they would do? Fucking thing on your face. (laughs) It would be it would be the worst and most fantastic thing that's ever happened. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like, who's gonna buy this? Who's this for? And yeah. then the same thing comes up here with drop mix. Who's going to buy this? So Who let's uh, this? let's look at some of the songs here, okay? We have um, Bruno Mars, 24K Magic. I don't know. The only Bruno Mars song I know is uh, Lazy Day. Um, we have Fall Out Boy, Centuries. I think I've heard that song, but only the Weird Al edition. Oh, um, right. Which right would song. be the only good one. Uh, Franz Ferdinand, uh, "Take Me Out." So that's that's a good song. Uh, the Jackson, mm-hmm. the Jackson Five. Oh yeah, yeah. We're getting really old. Uh, Poison. Every rose has its thorn. Uh, let's see if there's any other ones I reckon. Oh, Skrillex. That's that's oh, there bound to be it. the that's, that's, ro- that's a rock. That's a rockin' current hyper popular <laughs> artist. Uh, Weezer is gonna be on there. So, the, like, the list is actually not that big of of music that's going to be in there, and it says well, more that's, artists. That's what they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah more artists to be announced soon. Yeah, they they have over three hundred drop mix cards in store for the twenty seventeen collection across it's a variety somehow, of genres. Somehow, I feel like that's going to be the only collection. Um, <laughs> so, so it the, says. So let's let's go and read how you would play this game. How you would play this game is that drop mix cards represent a different part of the song, like vocals, bass, drums, etc. As you place cards on the electric le- electronic drop mix board, which con- which connects to a free app on your phone, you and your friends will hear a custom mix start to take shape in real time. So they're starting off by introducing clash mode, where you can either face off against one friend to play 1v1 or team up. Uh, to take down two buddies. There's also a lot of in-depth strategy to clash mode, but the core idea is that you earn points by playing cards and it's a race to 21. What? 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 Yeah. There's also an option to save your mix to your device, so when you're playing and you've got those cards sounding just right, you can save it for you and your friends to enjoy. 
So basically, the game isn't actually built around the music. The music is just a draw to a simple, like, strategic card game where you're just trying to count up the cards to reach 21. Right. So this uh, sounds um, stupid. Yeah. yeah, the more I hear this described, the more I'm like, no, I, oh, this, yeah. This could have this could have been actually done pretty dumb. This could have been done in an app. Um, yes, or, or and it like, is as it turns out, but yeah, <laughs> like this could have been done solely in an app. Um, so what the, I want the, you to the, do because I think the physical card, the physical part of it, is what's going to be the worst thing, and it's yeah. going to hurt them a lot. So what I want you to do, Aroa, is create this in Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that would see. And another problem is, and the reason I think that this is going to waste so much money for them is that somebody had to pick out the individual pieces of all these songs that they're going to use, and chances are they have to, they have to be like very specific pieces of the songs because you can't just mix in any old part of "Down with the Sickness" to make it match with the final countdown, right? Like, and I'm no. wondering, I am wondering how that's going to work because I am pretty sure that not all of these songs are going to be within like 10 BPS of each other. Like, I don't so know. They if might, I mean, maybe there's, they're going to use, yeah, either remix versions or, or if they're just going to like that or, you know, or, or yeah, they're going to time, <laughs> they're going to accelerate or crunch some of them down to make them match at the cross point or, yeah, I don't know. It, it so, just I, I don't see this game having very much staying power for most people. I don't see anybody going out to buy card packs for this shit. It, it just all, so much around it seems like it's going to go really poorly and it would have been better off just being an app or something. So hopefully this November I will be visiting Andrew Rowe McFain and uh, I really hope that you get Drop Mix so that we can it, play it. If it is, if it is like maybe thirty dollars, you I'll know consider. it's going to be like eighty or ninety. If it if it is that, no one will buy this. No, no one will buy. Not this. a single person. If it's Especially thirty or forty, all, maybe. All this is is a Bluetooth device with five NFC readers on it. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, the the main thing I wonder about this is the fact that, you know, Hasbro is a pretty successful toy company and they seem pretty good at knowing how to market stuff that people are going to be interested in. So I feel like this is a project they wouldn't have chucked money at if they didn't think it had uh, potential to succeed. But I mean, who knows? It may or maybe this is just them going, hey, let's try this as an experiment and see what the hell happens. But I'm actually uh, really surprised that it being Hasbro that they don't have my little pony stuff in there. <laughs> so uh, there's a big crossover. My little pony, get down with the sickness. My little pony, get down with the sickness. <laughs> okay, see, now I'm interested. <laughs> Now I want to bu- now I want to buy this just cuz I want to play along with that song and, and stream it and get a million viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know if it is cheap enough I probably will pick it up just because of how how stupid just, it is. Just for the novelty of it. <laughs> yeah, and then you know I could like if I hang out with my friends I can be like, "Hey, let's play a shitty game." Because I get really bored of this playing the same games over and over again like Cards Against Humanity. Because, like, I like Cards Against Humanity, and it's fun for, like, two rounds. Yeah. Or two games. Two games are fun. And then after that, when people are still like, no, we're having fun, let's keep going. I'm like, eh. 
we should do something, anything else, like Munchkin or Elixir, something like that, which uh, are more yeah. active. But anyway, uh, that's that's our podcast for the day. And I'm I'm sorry we didn't talk about the icon this this week. Maybe maybe once we they're out, we pondered ways to bring it up again, but we just it couldn't couldn't quite nail we it. We just we just couldn't get it up. So, no. uh, I thank you, Parallax Abstraction, for being here. Where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, geekbravado.com is my main site that, that, that links off to a bunch of other things, but I'm PX Abstraction on YouTube, Twitch, Beam, Hitbox, uh, Twitter, and everywhere else, basically. Uh, been streaming a lot lately, haven't been getting too many viewers, but I've been, I got my streaming set I up. I know how that working, goes. So. Yeah, so I've been, I've been, I'm just, I'm streaming stuff and, and doing things. I've been getting uh, videos out again on the uh, fairly regular as well. So there's going to be at least two this, this upcoming week. My video on Reflex Arena will go up tomorrow as of, so Monday the 13th. Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's content happening. And where can we find you, Andrew Aroa McFain? Uh, Twitter at Aroa, uh, Facebook Aroa Entertainment. YouTube a row one three three seven. I'm on. I've been I've been streaming to Twitch, uh, Hitbox, and Beam. Not YouTube really, because everything that I play has been hit with a copyright claim. Yeah. yeah. Um, streaming to YouTube is really just kind of shitty anyway. Well, yeah, you play with a lot, and yeah, you play a lot of musically driven stuff, I guess. So yeah, you'd probably get smacked around with copyright for that a lot. Yeah, and it's like, I, I don't really see the value in having those bit videos on my channel. Like, I feel like the algorithm's just gonna hit it anyway, so. Especially if they're yeah. muted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. But, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, everywhere I'm some combination of either Aroa or Aroa1337, and then I have my music blog at satanoscillate.tumblr.com, which I haven't updated in a little while, and I'm probably going to see if uh, there's this band that I don't even know where they're from, but they, they play a lot of like Middle Eastern-inspired uh, music, and they have a couple of songs that are just in Hebrew that I'm probably going to write a thing on. Okay. And <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reading everywhere. So I'm, I'm twitch.tv forward slash reading, twitter.com forward slash reading. I'm on beam.pro forward slash reading. Please follow me on beam. I, I like it way more than Twitch. I just wish Yeah, that. that's where I'd rather people follow me, too. I give people the choice of four, but follow me either on YouTube or Beam. That's what, that's what I prefer. I, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I use Twitch because you can't not, but I, I'm not. It is not my favorite. Um, follow me. Uh, I already mentioned YouTube. Uh, you can go to my website, readandentertainment.com. I post all my podcast updates there. All my videos are up there. And uh, so any updates that go through there, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see all my updates too, because they all get tweeted out. Um, you can go to, uh, if you go and you go to follow me on YouTube too, I do post the podcast on there. Sometimes it's uh, a day late. Uh, so it goes up on Sunday. Sometimes the podcast video doesn't get rendered until uh, Monday, but you can get listen to that all on there. We're also on iTunes and Google Play. So if you look for Reaton Podcast within the iTunes store or within Google Play, you can find the Reaton Podcast. Press the little subscribe button, and then the podcast will be downloaded to your Android or iDevice uh, every single week. 
and you can listen on your way to we work. We shall sneak into something. your phone while you sleep. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. uh, thank you for, for being here, guys. Certainly. I, I wasn't too late. No, you were you were only like 20 minutes late. It's fine. Yeah, And <laughs> I uh, will be back next week with podcast number 96. Only four more to go. We getting there. Before we get to 100. So thank you guys for being here. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Take it easy.